Well, this morning, uh, what I'd like to do is uh, have you turn your Bibles over to a couple of uh, scriptures this morning. And as, as we're preparing, hopefully you brought your, your Bible, whatever form you use to read God's Word. Christmas is coming around the corner, as you know, as I said. Uh, we're going to be uh, just having a good time, Christmas Wonderland, um, inviting folks, the community to come and to see what we have to offer to them in the name of Jesus. And so Christmas time is always an exciting time that can either be filled with anxiety or joy, depending on, on, on your situation. And, and, you know, people are always looking for the perfect gift. They're always looking for the gift that's going to satisfy, that's going to go ooh and ah and, and, and say, get the greatest thank you. Malls are filled with people shopping online. Stores are, are doing a, a great business because people are out there looking for the good gift, the perfect gift to give to a friend or loved one. I got a little quick list of best gifts for 2023. Uh, number one, one of them came in was a light socket security camera. No more wiring, just hook it up to your socket outside and it works. Second came in was a Black Falcon 4K drone. I'm sure John has five of those and so uh, he's already ahead of the game. Uh, and then third, there's a Blissey pillowcase, all silk. People are going crazy for this pillowcase. I mean, sleep is sleep, man. Silk or, or cotton, who cares? You're going to go to sleep. And then number four was a Pro Power Save. It's a device to cut electricity bills by 90%. If you believe that, I've got a bridge I want to sell you. And then last but not least, there's this one. It's called Vital Flex Core. So what this is, is that you can say goodbye to belly fat. 20 minutes a day, bam, it is gone. Stick it on your belly, 20 minutes a day, and you have a double six-pack. There you go. The best gifts for 2023. But you know, the sad thing is that this year's best gifts, perfect gifts, will lose their perfection and will be, be replaced by 2024's perfect gifts, just like this year's perfect gifts were replaced, replacing the year before. Not only are people looking for the perfect gift, but people are also, when they're expecting a child, looking for the perfect name. They go through the whole gamut of names, the websites, and all that's involved in looking for a name. And I looked at some of these names, and, you know, I kind of wonder what happened to John, George, Jack, and, 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 and Ishmael, and Gabriel, and, and all the rest of these names, because they're really out there and exotic, which is nice, and it's great. But the thing is, is that those perfect names and those great names for 2023, just like the gifts are going to replace, be replaced in 2024 by some other perfect names that will outdo 2023's perfect names. The bottom line this morning, everybody's looking for perfection in so many different ways in their life. 
But when it comes to Christmas, as we're drawing close to the birth of our Lord Jesus Christ, when we're able to recognize and focus on the real meaning of Christmas, it should bring true, true joy and satisfaction when we realize that God has already given us the perfect gift with a perfect name, and his name is the Lord Jesus Christ. He's already given us to that, and it's up to you and I, as the people of God, to make sure that we evangelize, as we're going to be doing this coming Friday, and let people know who are looking for the perfect gift and the perfect name for their child to come that Jesus Christ is here and he can meet all of their needs with perfection and without flaw. You see, this is what God has called us to do. He's already given us uh, the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. And so what I want to do this moment for, for, for a little bit is help us think about the name given to our Savior, both in prophecy by the prophet Isaiah and in the Gospel of Matthew. So I entitled this sermon, Emmanuel, What's in a Name? Because people look for the perfect name because that name wants to signify something. It wants to mean something. And what I want us to do this morning is look at the name given above all names uh, to our Lord Jesus Christ by God the Father. Emmanuel, what's in a name? Out of Isaiah chapter 7. And in verse, verse 14, Isaiah writes these words. The Lord himself will give you a sign. The virgin will be born with a child and give birth to a son and will call him Emmanuel. And in the Gospel of Matthew, chapter 1 and verse 23, it writes, Behold, a virgin shall be with child and shall bring forth a son and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which being interpreted is God with us. God with us. And when, when we grasp that understanding, grasp that idea, you know, we can uh, know that every single day, not only at Christmas, but 365 days during the year, we have God with us uh, through His Son, Jesus Christ. And when we get that message out to a world that is hurting, to a people who are lost and looking for perfection and looking for answers to their problems, uh, we can let them know that God has already given to the world uh, the perfection uh, that they are looking for in the form uh, of the Son of God, Jesus Christ. And this is what God has called us, uh, given us that commission to do. I want to look at some thoughts at the meaning of Emmanuel, and what that means, God is with us. What does that project? What, what does that mean to you and I this morning? Number one, Emmanuel, God is with us in the flesh. Now think about that. People have their concept of God. God way out there beyond the stars. God in the form of, you know, people have their, their idea of what God looks like. 
they create images to, to, to give them their revelation of God. They, they have their, their aspects of what they envision God to be, where he is. But the word of God tells us that God with us, Emmanuel, is with us in the flesh, not only at Christmas, but continually and always through his son, Jesus Christ. Why is that important? Because there are so many people during this time, this Christmas season, season, holiday time, where people are feeling all alone. They feel empty. And they, they, they are searching for somewhere to belong and someone to belong uh, with them and, and comfort them. And when we give them this understanding that Jesus Christ, the Son of God, God in the flesh came to this earth and that he's here with us in spirit, it can begin to fill the emptiness in their life and the void that they're trying to fill through the world system. Whatever those things are, whatever people try to fill themselves up with to bring satisfaction, whether, whether it's through, through uh, drug addiction or alcoholism or through perversion or through any other means, through money, etc., and so on, we have a message to let them know that Emmanuel, God is with us and came here in the flesh. You see, I read a, a statistic that said that 55% of Americans are experiencing the holiday blues. There may be some here today who are in that very situation. Many are saying the loneliness is worse than it was last year. 75% of those who were uh, given a, taking the survey, which Gen Zers took the survey also, and 65% of single adults say they feel lonelier than uh, their friends. They feel like they're missing something. They're empty. And there's a need that needs to be filled. Even with social media, this uh, uh, study said that people are still even feeling lonely. The top reason cited of feeling lonely is not being around loved ones. Seasonal depression and grief. And this morning, what we need to understand that there's a world that is hurting, a world that is lonely. They may have the smiles, they may have the decorations and, and, and the holiday, so-called holiday cheer, but I want to tell you, deep down inside, people are hurting, they're grieving, and they're lonely. And you and I have the answer to that grief hurt and loneliness, and it comes through God, Emmanuel with us, who came in the flesh in the form of Jesus Christ, letting them know that God can heal them. God can help them. This is why we do what we do. This is why we have our outreaches. This is why we need to tell people and not just sit back and, and, and think that everybody already knows about it. And, you know, it's old news that every time this time comes around, it's Christmas wonderland. No, keep it fresh in your spirit, in your mind. I have to tell somebody about Christmas wonderland. I have to tell somebody to come and hear about the good news of Jesus Christ. Because there are people, I guarantee you, who are searching 
and who are looking for help. During these times, think about it. People can turn to Emmanuel, God with us, Jesus Christ, to see them through those difficult times of loneliness and holiday blues. Paul understands the mystery of God, Emmanuel, in the flesh. How does that happen? People can't understand that concept. He calls it a mystery. 1 Timothy chapter 3 and in verse 16. See, what I'm doing this morning is giving you understanding, if you haven't had that already, about God, Emmanuel, Jesus Christ, the Son of God in the flesh, who is real, not something imagined, not a figment of somebody's imagination or creation, but God, creator of heaven and earth, came to this earth in the flesh. Paul writes to Timothy in 1 Timothy 3.16, without question, this is the great mystery of our faith. Christ was revealed in a human body and vindicated or justified by the Spirit. He was seen by angels and announced to the nations. He was believed in throughout the world and taken to heaven in glory. The Apostle Paul writes concerning uh, God's incarnation through his son, Jesus Christ, uh, who came in uh, the flesh, human form like you and me. It's not a, not a fairy tale. It was verified, Paul writes again in John chapter 1 and in verse 14. So the word became human or flesh and made his home among us. He was full of unfailing love and faithfulness. And we have seen his glory, the glory of the Father's one and only Son. What's in a name? Emmanuel, God with us, God in the flesh. When somebody talks to you and says, yeah, but how about that God over there? And how about what these people believe over here about that God? What you can ask them is that, well, did that statue come in the flesh at any time in history? Well, was was that, that person any time uh, taken to heaven uh, at the right hand, uh, seated at the right hand of God at any time? And they're not going to be able to answer that question. Because there's only one way to get into the kingdom of heaven, and that is through the Lord Jesus Christ. Emmanuel, God in the flesh, Jesus Christ. Secondly, Emmanuel, God with us as Redeemer. We forget, we lose sight at Christmas. It's Christmas time, buy some presents, get some gifts, eat some food, take some time off work, go here and go there, and then get back to the daily grind. But how often do we forget about what it's all really all about? And letting people know what it's really all about. Yes, we're going to have rides here next, next Friday. We're going to have food here next Friday. We're going to have games, and we're going to have a lot of fun. 
But we're not going to forget the true meaning of why we're spending thousands of dollars on Friday here at New Harvest. The true meaning of why we're doing that is to invest in people to let them know that Jesus Christ, the Son of God, can change their lives and bring forgiveness of sin. Emmanuel, God with us as Redeemer. Because sin had to be dealt with. Could only be dealt with and removed by death. Death of a perfect sinless uh, substitute to take our place. That substitute, the Lord Jesus Christ, the Son of God, who came in the flesh. Because we're unable to cleanse ourselves from sin. Isn't that right this morning? We cannot forgive ourselves from sin. We cannot forgive ourselves from the ugliness of perversion uh, in our lives. The only one that can do that is the Son of God, by the blood that was shed on Calvary's cross. Paul makes this point, Philippians chapter 2 and in verse 8. And I'm giving you information to not memorize, because if I was to do a test right now, you probably wouldn't even remember the first point. And I'm only on my second. So get the tape, as they used to say. Philippians 2.8, he humbled himself by becoming obedient to the point of death, even to the death on a cross. Death of the perfect sinless Son of God, Jesus Christ, Redeemer, who came to take your place, my place, so that our sins could be forgiven so that our names could be written in the Lamb's book of life, so that you and I could, could, could escape a, a, a death in a lifetime, eternity in hell, and have eternity in heaven with God the Father and His Son, Jesus Christ. It could only come through a Redeemer, Emmanuel, God with us in the flesh, Jesus Christ. We should never forget that. When we let people know about what we're doing. Oh yeah, we're having an event. Well, what's it all about? It's about Christmas. Well, what about it? Let them know. Teach them. Help them to understand why we do what we do. Why we believe what we believe. Start digging deeper in your faith. We should never forget the necessary part of Christmas. The Christmas gift. The perfect gift with the perfect name. Peter expresses it this way in 1 Peter chapter 1 and in verse 18. He writes, You must know that you were redeemed from the useless way of living inherited by tradition from your forefathers. So what he was saying is, hey, before you were saved, you were useless. Some people get offended by that. We're not going to tell people they're useless, but God's Word said that. We were living a useless life. We thought we were being productive. We thought we were making a difference, but Peter writes and says, ah, scratch that out. Because you were living by the traditions of your ancestors, your forefathers. He said, not with corruptible things such as silver and gold. We weren't redeemed by corruptible things like silver and gold. 
But you were purchased, redeemed, with the precious blood of Christ, the Messiah, in the flesh who came to this earth, like that of a sacrificial lamb without blemish or spot. And Paul writes to this church and says, listen, never forget why your sins were forgiven and what it took for your sins to be forgiven. You know, over a period of time, I've been serving God for 46 plus years, and there's a tendency to forget what's, what it's all about. I'll be honest, because you can start going through the motions as it were, coming to church, getting sermons, praying, reading, studying, meeting people, etc., and so on. And in the process, lose the fact that, wait a minute, wait a minute, I've already done, you know, 74, 74 Christmases. And what is Christmas all about? And we have to never forget, as the people of God, when we testify and we witness, if we still witness and testify. Yesterday we were getting a gift, and we were at the counter, and, and talking. Nancy and I were talking to the person at the counter, and... Um, she said, okay, ask the questions and stuff. And we said, oh, yeah, by the way, you know, we're pastors of the church, and here's where we are. And she goes, oh, really? Where's your church? And we told her. She goes, oh, I just live right down the street by um, Imperial Highway. And so I said, hey, this is what we're going to be having this, this Friday. So bring your kids. Come on out, etc." I told the people at our bank for the church. I gave them flyers. Here, this is what we're doing. Bring your kids. Bring your grandchildren to, to our, our wonderland. I hope you're doing that because I'm the pastor. <laughs> are you passing them out at work? Are you telling people that at your job, at school? Or are you just taking for granted, eh, it's on the internet. It's on social media. They'll read about it. I'll tell you what. When you get involved and you remember what God did for us how he sent his son to redeem us from our sins, our ugliness, uh, our, our, our habits. Uh, I'll tell you what, there's something that gets stirred inside that you have to tell somebody about it. And that's how churches grow. That's how you and I grow in our faith is by continually remembering, hey, Emmanuel, God, Christmas time, the, the, the creator of heaven and earth who came in the form of flesh through his son Jesus Christ to redeem us from sin. Paul, in Acts chapter 20 and verse 28, makes it clear of the, the reason for the purchase of redemption. In Acts 20 and verse 28, he says to be shepherds of God's church which he purchased with his own blood. Shepherd the people. Guide the people. That's what I'm doing this morning. That's what every pastor that stands behind this pulpit should and does do every time we preach uh, is to shepherd, to guide, and to teach. Not to give you goosebumps, not to get you shouting and going crazy, but to teach you what Jesus Christ did for you and I, for the people of this world who are lost and hurting. 
and tell them that we've been redeemed. Remember the song we used to sing, I've been redeemed by the blood of the Lamb. Saved by the Holy Ghost, I am filled with the Holy Ghost, I am. One right after the other for an hour and a half, singing songs. All in the same key. Key of C, no changes, just da-da-da-da-da-da. Some of you remember. It's the best gift, the best gift that anyone could give at Christmas time. That's our calling, is to give that perfect gift with the perfect name, Emmanuel, God with us in the flesh, Redeemer. In 2 Corinthians chapter 5 and verse 19, we're going to have communion right after I finish speaking. And it speaks about the blood of Christ. And it speaks about him being sacrificed for, for our sins and for forgiveness of our sins. That continues on with what I'm speaking about this morning. And 2 Corinthians chapter 5 and verse 19 and 20 describe our calling, who we are and what's supposed to be taking place. He said, that is, in Christ God was reconciling the world to himself, not counting their trespasses against them and entrusting the message of reconciliation to us. So not to condemn people and put them down, but to talk to them about God's reconciliation, God's redeeming power. He's given us that responsibility. So we are ambassadors for Christ. Since God is making his appeal through us, we entreat you on behalf of Christ, be reconciled to God. See, that's our job. That's your job. Not just the pastors, not just the disciples, every believer. Do we have believers here this morning? Every believer in Christ. You are an ambassador, representative. Our United States has ambassadors throughout different countries in the world. And they represent our interests. Uh, they, they put forward uh, our ideas and purposes in these different countries and let them know about that. And that's exactly what we do as Christians, emissaries, messengers, representatives. Philippians 3, 2, Paul says that our citizenship is in heaven. That's who we represent, heaven, from which we also eagerly await the Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ. Number three, Emmanuel. God with us in all fullness. Not only in the flesh, not only in re as Redeemer, but in all, think about it, God with us in all fullness. In other words, everything God is and has to offer is available to you and I through His Son, Jesus Christ. Sometimes we lose sight of that. We look at ourselves, yeah, we're human. We're just everyday people going through trials, changes, trying, trying to keep life alive, raise our kids, etc., and so on. But never forget who you are as a child of God. Never forget who you are as a born-again Christian. God with you in all fullness in your life. In Colossians chapter 2, 
in verse 9 through 10. It says, in him, say that, in him. In him, the entire fullness of God's nature dwells bodily in his body. And you have been filled by him who is the head over every ruler and authority. Christ lives in you. Isn't that right? And because Christ lives in you, God lives in you. In all the fullness of God, you've been given that, I've been given that, and we've been filled in him. What a perfect Christmas gift to offer someone that people are looking for answers to life. They're looking for fulfillment. They're looking to be satisfied. People, we've got the answer. We've got the word of God. We've got God on our side that filled us with the truth we can help somebody else be filled with. And, and, and people look at that and go, oh, well, uh, you know, I'd rather have a, a, a Rolex yeah. Well, why don't you just give me a car? Why don't you just give me money or a gift card? But see, when you begin to emphasize God, Emmanuel, and all of who he is, what his name means, it takes on a whole different picture. The fullness of God being with us through his son, Jesus Christ, meaning no limit what we can experience as Christians. Do we limit God? Are you limiting God now in your life? Have you limited him in your finances or in your health or in your marriage or raising your children or with your career or your future? Because the devil is a liar. And he will have us begin to limit what God can and can't do. God can do everything. There isn't anything that God can't do except for he can't make you accept his son, Jesus Christ. He'll never do that. That's a free will decision we all have to make. But the enemy is a liar and he'll lie to us and saying God can't fulfill that promise in your life that he, that you, he made to you. He can't fulfill that issue that you've been asking God about. And what you need to do is lie. That's why it's good to know your word. And say, no, devil, I am full of God. I am full of all that he has to offer, whatever it is, financially, spiritually, physically. I'm filled with God's power, God's anointing, God's authority. And devil, you ain't got that. I do. I rebuke you in the name of Jesus. You have the power of God in you. All fullness of God. People need to know that. There are people sitting here today that need to remember that because you've forgotten and you allow the devil to lie to you. Well, you don't have enough money and you don't have this family and this one and that one and the other one. No, but you've got God. You've got God. And he will make up for those things that you're missing. John chapter 1, verse 17 and 18. The law was given through Moses, but God's unfailing love and faithfulness came through Jesus Christ. No one has ever seen God, but the one and only Son is himself God and is nearer to the Father's heart. He has revealed God to us. 
God has been revealed to us through His Son, Jesus Christ, in the flesh, as Redeemer, in all of God's fullness. And as our worship team makes their way up this morning, Emmanuel, God with us, always. Always. That's powerful. When you think of your life that you've gone through in the different, different chapters of life, friends you've had that maybe no longer with you, family you've had no longer with you, acquaintances you've had that are no longer with you. But as Christians, God is always with us. No matter what happens, no matter what takes place, God's word is sure, certain, and does not depend upon our feelings or situations, uh, what we think, uh, but God is always with us, whether you like it or not, always, always, always. And that's something that, that, that we can stand on, we can hold on to, and it's something that people need to look for, because people are hurting, as I said, and they're looking for something that's constant, continuous, that doesn't run out, like the Energizer Bunny. Never runs out, because God's love never runs out. God's forgiveness never runs out. God's healing power never runs out. God's forgiveness of sin never runs out. God's faithfulness never runs out. God's presence never ends. He's always with us. And during these times, when the enemy wants to come and lie and make us feel empty, unfulfilled, hurt, lost, alone, we can turn to the Word of God and begin to study God's Word and understand that the Christmas message is that God with us, Emmanuel, is here to stay in every area, whatever we need Him to be, He will be. Someone said, don't let the past steal your present. The present of God, Jesus Christ, the gift, the perfect gift to the world with the perfect name. Don't let what happened yesterday steal the gift that God gave to you, that God has for you today. Don't let uh, your memories and, and all those things begin to keep you in bondage. But today is a new day, a new beginning every day that God can give us to be able to stand upon His promises and His Word uh, that He will always, always be with us. In 2 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 16, Paul writes, We are the temple of the living God. As God has said, I will live with them and walk among them, and I will be their God, and they will be my people. What an incredible gift that we can offer to someone. Sure, go buy presents, go give gifts. Great, we all do it. But never forget the perfect gift you can give to someone. Never forget the perfect gift with the perfect name that you can let somebody know about. 
Hebrews chapter 13 and verse 5 and 6, God has said, I will never leave you. I will never abandon you. Have you ever been abandoned? Left alone? Left it by yourself to try and figure it out? God says, I'm not like that. But I'm with you always. I'm there through the storm, through the, the, the hard times, as always through the good times. I am with you. He says in Matthew 28, to the end of the age. As our heads are bowed and our eyes are closed,